Kosha. Oh, Nasuka, Libra, Gadaka, Tabaredos, Ina, Katebra, Nande, Rebosha, Talia, Nerebosha, Nezizika, Tabaria, Tabaroloshi, Oligadobra, Namasa, Teliata, Kabaza, Ina, Kara, Nasataliande, Rebosha, Neke, Zekere, Monorobo, Shilabara, Nakataliande, Ina, Torasa, Para, Nataliande, Rebosha, Neke, Zekia, Tabaros, Ina, Godronza, Zakatia, Rebosha, Talia, Oh, Father, we give you praise this morning, O oh God. We give you glory, we give you honor. We adore you, Jehovah God of hosts. There is none like unto you in all of the earth, O oh God. We praise you, we bless you, we magnify your name, Jehovah. Oh, ancient of days, you are worthy. Oh, Lamb upon the throne, we exalt you. We bless you, we magnify you, O oh God. Maneka Dora Seteria Tabarosha, Mena Kika Oh, thank you, Father. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, Lika Dobra Namasa Taliande Reboche Teriata Labosha Cataliata Labasa. Oh, Lord, you deserve our praise, oh God. But most especially, oh God, it is an honor and a privilege, oh God, to worship you. It is an honor and a privilege, O oh God, to be called your children. It is an honor and a privilege, O oh God, to be called your very own. It is an honor and a privilege that you died for us and you made us part of the beloved. Oh, it is an honor and a privilege, O oh God, to be called a member of God's family. Oh, we don't take this honor for granted, O oh God. We don't take this honor for granted. Oh, we don't take this privilege for granted. Because there's so many, so many that are not in the fold. Lord, it is an honor and a privilege. It is an honor and a privilege that we are members of the family of God. The God of the universe. The creator of heaven and earth. That we can call you Abba, Father. That you have a relationship with us. So much so that you control the galaxies, yet you know us by name. You know us by name. You know us by name. Not a single drop hair can come out of our head without you knowing. Oh, so you are so intimately interwoven with us, with every existence that we have, oh God. Lord, we praise you. It is an honor and a privilege that the one who parted the Red Sea is our daddy. <laughs> It is an honor and a privilege. The one that the head that the devil fear is our father. That we are not the object of your wrath, oh God. We are we are privileged indeed. We are privileged indeed. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Father. Lord, as we go into your word this morning, I hide myself behind the cross and I say, Lord, none of me but all of you. Let your word, let it inspire, let it elevate, let it instruct, let it direct. Let comfort come, let strength come, let courage come, let boldness come, let hope come. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. 
praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 You know, when we were singing that song, you deserve the lifting of my heart. You know, a thought just came to my heart. And it said, it's a privilege to lift up our hearts. It is a privilege. Because there are some that lift up their hands and it is not acceptable. But our Father sees our hands lifted up and is accepting it. It is a privilege that we must never ever take for granted. Hallelujah. Praise God. This morning I'll be sharing on what I titled, My Grace is Sufficient for You. I don't know what you're going through this morning. I don't know what you've been experiencing. But God said, I should tell you that his grace is still sufficient. Hallelujah. And we'll be taking our text from 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and from verse 7 to 10. Just allow me, I'll just be going around, but then we'll get to where we're going. Hallelujah. I'll be reading from the TPT translation, that's the Passion. And it says, the extraordinary level of the revelations I've received is no reason for anyone to exalt me. For this is why a thorn, of, a thorn in my flesh was given to me, the adversary's messenger sent to harass me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to relieve me of this, but he answered me, my grace is always more than enough for you. My grace is always more than enough for you. And my power finds its full expression through your weakness. And so I will celebrate my weakness for when I am weak, I sense more deeply the mighty power of Christ living in me. So I'm not defeated by my weaknesses, but delighted. For when I feel my weakness and endure mistreatment, when I'm surrounded with troubles on every side, and face persecution because of my love for Christ, I am made yet stronger, for my weakness becomes a portal to God's power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Apostle Paul was, you know, was describing his situation at this time. Hallelujah. And one thing I would want us to, first of all, look at in verse 7. Hallelujah. He said that because of the level, the extraordinary level of the revelation that I've received, is no reason for anyone to exalt me. We need to be careful about hero worship. Hallelujah. Paul was saying here that because God has given me privilege of understanding, it's a privilege. Understanding some depth of God's word is not enough for men to turn me into a God. And we have to be very careful in this day and age. Yes, we do appreciate our pastors, our men of God. We do respect them. But we need to be very careful lest it becomes hero worship. Hallelujah. The best of the men of God is still a man. So let's not lift them above measure. Hallelujah. They can become inflated with pride. See, there's nobody that cannot, that cannot experience pride. Nobody. We're all work in progress. Everybody. There's a level of pride in everybody. 
anybody can become proud. So don't we help, don't we help them or don't we help us to amplify the pride? My man of God said, and you see people. When I saw something, it disgusted me. A man was stepping on top of other men because he's their pastor. Walking on top of them so that he will not lift, dash his foot against a stone. <laughs> or what? Hallelujah. And sometimes it is the people that don't turn them to that. So we have to be careful in ourselves and in, in representing other people or when we re- relate with other people. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And that was why you saw when, when they were in like Lystra in Acts 14. They wanted to turn them to a God. They tore their clothes. Paul and Barnabas, he tore his clothes. For a man to tear his clothes in the open. Hallelujah. Let us be careful. In ourselves and in how we relate with with our leaders. Lest we make them what, or let's, we help them to amplify what is not supposed to be amplified. That's just an aside. Hallelujah. I just felt that we should, we should say that because a lot of things are happening nowadays. And we have to be careful. Hallelujah. That's why they call him man of God, not God of man. He's still a man, first of all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, at the second part of that verse 7, he said that for this is why a thorn in my flesh was given to me. And I mean, a lot of people have gone to town with what a thorn in flesh is called. I know pastor had said it before that it is not sickness. Now, when I check the Greek translation of the word thorn, it's called scolops. S-K-O-L-O-P-S, scolops. And it means something which frustrates. And causes trouble in the lives of those that are afflicted. It frustrates and causes trouble. It wasn't a sickness that Paul had. It wasn't an ailment. And it wasn't a demon possession. Hallelujah. Why would we say that it wasn't a demon possession? Because a Christian, if you're a born-again believer, you cannot be possessed by the devil. Don't let anybody sell that deliverance story to you. The Bible says that who will go into a strong man's house without first of all binding the strong man? And the Holy Spirit is our own strong man. And I've not seen the multitude of demons that will enter and come and bind him. So it was not demon possession. Hallelujah. And if we look at the part of verse 10, when he was talking about his trials and all of that, he didn't mention sickness. He talked about persecution. He talked about harassment. 
just to clarify that it was not sickness and it was not demon possession. Hallelujah. And you know, I'm sure, I'm, if you're a member of this church, you definitely know that God does not use sickness to keep us humble. Do I have witness in the house? If you've been here long enough, you know that God cannot use sickness to teach you a lesson. That would be a bad father. How many of you have put your, the, child, the hands of your child inside fire to teach that child a lesson? If you try it, I will personally go to the office of the public defender and I will report you myself that you have violated the right of another child. Father, I won't say it's your child. When they get there, they will know that it's your child. I will say another person has been violated. So God honors and respects us. That is why even when we see, you don't hear bow or slap. You know how they portray all those things that uh, one demon will just slap you woes from the back and you will look who, who slapped you. If not, all of us would have been deaf by now. If God slaps you, you can never hear again. Hallelujah. The people, they just toss me like this. You, you, you saw what happened to them. It just... Hallelujah. So, it's not sickness. That's what I'm trying to establish. And it is not demon possession. And peradventure, some people are saying, oh, okay, um, because we're, we're on social media, we're, we're live, where people can be listening to me anywhere. Or maybe people will listen or will watch later. And they're saying, I mean, what are you talking about? God can use sickness to make somebody humble. Look at the story of Job now. You know, I've come to realize that when people are making a lot of their defense, they are always otarians. You know what I call the Otarians? Old Testamentarians. When you ask them that question, they will take you to the Old Testament. Let's go there. Job 3, 25 to 26. Job, I'll read from the NKG and then I'll read from Amplified Classic. Look at, you know, we know the story that said, uh, if, you, if not that, you have been protecting him. So, uh, they remove your hand. Job 25, 26 said, For the thing I greatly feared has come upon me, and what I dreaded has happened to me. I am not at ease, nor am I quiet. I have no rest, for trouble comes. Amplified Classes says, For the things which I greatly fear comes upon me, and that of which I am afraid befalls me. I was not or am not at ease, nor had, or nor had, or I, or have I rest, nor was I, or am I quiet? Yet trouble came and still comes upon me. So he was in constant fear. I wasn't, and I am not. So his days and nights were it was a cycle of fear and dread. You can't live in that kind of an arena and not, and not experience the devil. 
So it was basically his fear. Job's fear that opened the door. Now let's go back to where we're, we're going, where, where we're coming from. We believe, a lot of Bible scholars, you know, have also said that it is possible that it was a demon following him, that followed him, we knew it was an, a messenger of the devil, to orchestrate problems for him. To incite people wherever he went. Through the constant harassment that he endured. And the constant, you know, misunderstanding and persecution that he suffered. All because of his faith in Jesus. Remember this guy used to go from town to town and he wasn't persecuted. He was going from place to place when he was Saul and nobody harassed him. But he switched and then the harassment started coming. Hallelujah. I'm going somewhere, just go with me. Okay? So, he pleaded with the Lord and he said, Lord, just, just get this thing off my back. I, I just need to have a bit of quiet. I just want to go somewhere and just preach the gospel and, and not have people saying, oh, this guy has come again. Let's stone him. Let's beat him. Let's shipwreck him. Let's arrest him. Let No, that guy was a very strong guy. He was arrested, he was, he was stoned, he was, he was misunderstood. Some people even put a curse upon, they put a curse upon their lives that they will not eat or drink until they see him dead. I wonder what happened to them. Because they would have starved to death. They put themselves under a bone, one person. Shipwrecked. Now, what did God say? He said, my grace is sufficient for you. That's what God is telling someone this morning. Now, what is grace? Grace signifies the goodwill of God towards us. The willingness of God to do good to you. God is willing to do good to you. If you look at the story of the lepers, when they came to Jesus, in Matthew, you can find that in Matthew 8, 2. You can also find it in Mark 1, 40 and Luke 5, 12. Talking about them coming to meet Jesus and they said, if you are willing, we know you can clean us. You can make us clean. And he says, I will. I will. That is the willingness of God to do good to us. That is the great, that is the great that is abundant towards us. That God is willing to do good. He doesn't have to be coerced. He doesn't have to be cajoled. Thank God he doesn't need our sacrifices to do good to us. Because while we were yet sinners, he sent Jesus. We don't have to carry cow. But adventure we don't have. You know, God, he still showed his goodness towards the children of Israel. He said, if you cannot, if you cannot afford this cow, take small bed. You shall, you will be able to afford something, shall. Just to ensure that everybody has something that they can put their faith on. 
But thank God for the blood of Jesus. We don't need a cow. We don't need a turtle. We don't need a pigeon. We just need to say, Father. And he says, I'm here. And that grace or that goodwill is never in short supply. There's no scarcity like the dollar. Ever available. It's not dependent on the currency of your country. It's not dependent on your economy. It's not dependent on whether they like you or they hate you. It's not dependent on the color of your skin. It's not dependent on your accent or where you came from. It's not dependent on whether you went to school or you didn't. It's just dependent on the goodwill of God towards you. Hallelujah. His grace is more than enough. It is sufficient. It is adequate. It is appropriate. It is ample in supply. It is enough. You know you can get to your pot and find out that the meat is not enough but not his grace. You can get to the bus stop and they say the transport fare has increased. And so the money you thought was going to take you to work and back suddenly becomes short, but not the grace of God. Whatever the challenge, his grace will meet it. Whatever the size of the problem, his grace will meet it. Hallelujah. You know, in verse 9, he said, but he answered me, my grace is always more than enough for you and my power finds its full, I love TPT. He said, my power finds its full expression through your weakness. And sometimes a lot of people feel that, oh, maybe it is sickness, you know, when it is, actually, you know, when it is negative challenges, no. It doesn't have to be negative circumstances. You can be weak at any time. Weakness does not mean sickness all the time. Hallelujah. The abundant grace of God is not for trying times alone. Praise God for that. Because there are some people that don't really go through some challenges in life that is negative. Especially if it is financial. Will you ask Elon Musk what is financial challenges? If it is financial challenge, you will never have. Thank God that the grace of God is not limited to financial challenges. Hallelujah. Thank God the grace of God is not limited to physical challenges alone because those that have very good health will be wondering, what are you talking about? I don't need this grace. Hallelujah. You know, people talk grace for this, grace for that. Grace is grace. It is the goodwill of God towards you in whatever situation you find yourself. Grace for childbearing. So the person that they don't have children, they will never need that grace. Whatever we are going through, whether good or bad, the grace is available. We can depend on the sufficiency of God's goodwill towards us. You know that in some companies, in some financial statements, goodwill 
is monetized. <laughs> the day I heard that brand brand is also monetized, I said, Tow. So if they say Coca-Cola, that name alone can be monetized into a, a figure based on what they think it is. Thank God, God's grace is available. It doesn't have to do with the brand of my name. It doesn't have to do with my goodwill. It doesn't have to do whether I work with a big company or not. You know, there are some places that you will go to. When you call the name of your company, especially banks. When you call the name of your company, they will give you loan. It's not you they are giving the loan. It's the name that is behind you that they are giving the loan. And you know that this brand, if you continually work with this brand, this one, it, it cannot fail. It will pay. But if you go to the same place and say, good morning, sir. I have been dealing with your bank for 20 years. I need a loan. Oh, that's very good, sir. How can we help you? Where do you work? Olokolaro Nigeria Limited. <sighs> sir, where is the company? Abuli Egba. They'll begin to speak English. That's when your 20 years of banking with them does not make any difference. But be working in a good place for five years. They will say it's adequate. He has been there for five years. That, is show, that shows longevity. It shows stability. They'll begin to call out the five C's. Six C's of credit for you. But you that have been working with, have been giving your money faithfully for 20 years. Because of the, that you came with, it doesn't have brand value. Thank God the blood of Jesus has brand value. You call it anywhere the devil will, they will be arrested. They understand the brand. Call any other name. When you call the name of Jesus, they understand it. Hallelujah. That grace is in more than enough supply. So you can draw on that grace. Whatever or wherever you find yourself, you can draw on the grace of God. Whether it is in your work, you can draw on the grace. Your business, you can draw on it. Your career, the grace of God is never in short supply. To put you over and above in every situation. Over your children, you can draw on the grace of God. Hallelujah. The goodwill of God towards you. The goodwill of God towards me. Hallelujah. Because his strength is magnified in your weakness, you see. Whenever you feel that there's a deficiency, draw on that grace. Oh, you're at work, they give you an assignment and you're looking at the assignment like you've never seen that word before. Have you ever been in that place? 
it will give you a deliverable. You'll be asking yourself, is this deliverable? For, is it meant for me to deliver it or for it to deliver me to trouble? <laughs> Hallelujah. Something happened last week. I had an assignment and I thought I was going to have till the end of the week. So I portioned two days, you know, to assign to that assignment. And then I was, I just got a call on Wednesday night, or Wednesday evening on our way to church. And the deliverable is Thursday morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. What I planned two days for. I said, okay, no problem. Let's go to church first. I will come back. As usual. We'll do overnight. My body said, if you try it, I will sack you today. Today, if you try it. I wanted to do Shangri. It didn't work. I was mentally exhausted. I was physically tired. I couldn't even think of anything. So I said, you know what? I'm going to bed. I cannot come and go and kill my... So I told my husband, I said, wake me up at five o'clock. You know, maybe we can jumpstart something. My husband woke me up at five o'clock. I'm, I'm not sure. Is one of the first I just I said, I'm going. I have not slept enough. I, I said, I woke up. He woke me. I woke up. I said, I'm sleeping again. Because my body still said, look, if you wake up, if you get up, I will give in. You have been trying it. I've been, I've been submitting. This one, if you try me, I will try you. So I slept. But the one whose grace is more than enough. Do you know that in my sleep, in my dream, I was dreaming and I got everything downloaded. I woke up an hour later. What would have taken me two days? Two days to do. In two hours, I completed it. In two hours. It could not have been me. It could not have been me. Because I know myself. You know people say, oh, it's because you were not refreshed, you were not tired. You know yourself. You know your ability. So I don't take the grace of God for granted. And I know when his grace was available. As in, literally like in my sleep. I was getting the pointers and I woke up and I was writing and I was remembering. It was not me. Hallelujah. You are in school. You know, we were at a Rema conference one day and Pastor Dakoguni was ministering and he said that they went for one exam. They had read. All of them had read. And they went for one exam like that. And they opened the paper. And it was looking like Greek. As in, it was so bad. All the brethren 
You know there are brethren and then there are brethren who know book. You know people can use you know the grace of God, the hallelujah, we, we pass, we are coming over in the name of Jesus. You can use faith. Those are their brethren. Then there are brethren that apart from the word, they know book. When they put demix behind your name, you know book. When your name ends with demix, that's not the name your parents gave you. They see you and say, Tinu Demix, you know book. And you now see all of, he said, when he, he looked around, and all the brethren that no book too were doing like this. Uh, he said, I'm in good company. It's not only me. Today, if God does not help us, we are done for. We are seeing carry over like this. He said one, one of the brethren just got up from the exam and said, well up. In the name of Jesus, Madosa Tele well up. And he sat down. And he started writing. Somebody that was looking book like this, looking up, looking down. He said, he said, if that is the case, I also know it. <laughs> I know it. That formula is not only for you. I also know it. He said he just started saying it under his breath. Well up. In the name of Jesus. Well up. Well up. Well up. Well up. He said it was as if a floodgate just opened. And he started remembering. He started remembering formulas. He started remembering shapes. He started remembering conversations. He said he, he, he started... You know when you know yourselves, especially when you're from the same fellowship, you look back, ah, this person has started writing. What did he say? Well up. <laughs> he said, he just started seeing brethren, left, right, left, right. Everybody started begin to, he began to call the deep. He says, deep calls onto the deep. He says, it will cause you to remember. Come on. He said, just as says, brethren, Madusha, Tilibo, Kotorobo, Shakata, Mayarabo, Shata. They passed, though. Insufficient quantity. At that point, it was a point of weakness. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. He said, the power of God will be enlarged in your weakness. They give you a budget. You are a marketer. They look at you, look at you, say, the, uh, the whatever, the reward for good work is more work. If you can make 100 million, let's make it a billion. Ah, his grace is sufficient. His grace is more than enough. Why? Because he knows those places where the money is. You will just be having a conversation. Somebody say, ah, I heard that somebody even has money, doesn't know what to do with it. Say, ah, where is he? Irrespective of the level of weakness, whatever the weakness it is, whatever that challenge is, I don't want to use the word challenge, that's what I'm using, the weakness. Whatever comes across your way that wants to make you look weak, 
there's grace available. The grace of God is available. You just need to call it up. Hallelujah. I've learned to trust God. I've learned to depend on the grace of God. You know, there are some places that you will be, you'll be in your comfort zone. Have you been there before? And you read for a course. Or you studied for this particular course. This is your area of speciality. You are an icon person. Your area is taxation. And you got a job as a tax auditor. It's your area of confidence. You'll be feeling cool. And one day they say they're doing reorganization. And they say, <laughs> and they move you. Look you, look you, look you, look you with all your certification. Move you to a place where you don't even know. Ah. And they are demanding that you perform. His grace is available. His grace is available. You can call upon that grace. You can call it. You can draw. It's a, you can draw the goodwill of God towards you. Hallelujah. When you believe you, are, you have insufficient capacity, the capacity of God is available. You think you are incompetent. God is competent. He will help you. Hallelujah. You know, when he said in verse 9, he said, so I will celebrate my weakness. People will think, are you mad? You don't celebrate your weakness. You hide it. You go, have you been to an interview before? And they say, what is your weakness? And you say, ah, me. Hm. Let me celebrate my weakness. I don't keep to time, oh. I don't know how to follow deadline. And I'm not a good team player. <laughs> you know the answer to your interview. So I ask myself, why do they ask you to? Why do they ask that question when they're not expecting you to tell the truth? Your weakness. If they hear it, will they employ you? <laughs> what is your weakness? Yeah, I can fight too. <laughs> There is nobody I cannot talk to. For what? Even if it's the CEO. <laughs> they will say, okay. Um, we will, don't, don't, don't. Have people stopped? I've forgotten how we say those things. Don't call us. <laughs> we will call you. Before you reach the door, they said to me, you were not, you were not successful. Say, this one, Alugogoyi. Hallelujah. But in the, in the word of God, we can't celebrate our weakness. Why? Because the grace of God is available. That is when the power of God is magnified in us. When you say, Lord, I know that this area is not my area of strength, but I know that you are, you are capable. Hallelujah. Can you imagine Paul and Silas singing at the top of their voice? In the cell, after being well beaten, they flogged them well. 
Hallelujah. At that time of their life was like the, 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 the lowest you can be. It's a point of weakness. It's a point of despondency and despair. It could even lead to depression. Oh, you felt you've obeyed God. God said, go to, you saw that man that said, come over to Macedonia and help us. I can imagine Barnabas said, to battle support for anything. To bury anything. Kind of nonsense dream. It's a bad dream. Is this the, is this the dream of Macedonia? And help us. Are you being helped here? We need help. It's we that we need help. So that dream that they say, come over to Macedonia and help us, is actually we that was in the dream. It's just that you didn't see us. And we don't we need help. At the point of their weakness, they lifted their voice and began to sing. To the point where every prisoner heard them. Kamadosate. The power of God was magnified. See, God likes to show off. When you praise him at the point of your weakness, God will not only save you, he will save you dramatically. God could have just done it quietly like he did Peter now. Nobody will know. It's not to release them. Angel will just open that cell. Come, come, come. I hear your praises. Come, come. God has heard your praises. Let's go. They will open the door, just like Peter. You know, all those of they were just sleeping like sleep of death. Open the first gate. Open second. I don't know what they would have done to them when they when they wake up. They opened all the gates. You were sleeping. Ekuku ah. killed them because they slept the slept of death before. I mean, the sleep of death. He didn't do that. The one in the heaven laughed and tapped his feet. An earthquake happened. He, he took them out in a blaze of glory. Are you at your weakest? Praise him. His grace is sufficient for you. He will take you out in a, in a glorious way. You will wonder and ask yourself, how did I get out? Oh, they are saying that they are, hey, they are going to they are going to sack people. They are going to sack people. Oh, oh, it's okay. Just say, Father, I give you praise. Because I know you are the shepherd of my soul. If they let me out of here, it's because it's time to move to a green pasture. Calado saprenos. Father God, thank you. For your grace is abundant for me. Your goodwill, I call it up. God, you have a good will towards me. Your will is good towards me. Hallelujah. You have good will. When you look at me, your will is good towards me. When you don't even take a, a glance at me, it's good. That is the grace of God. God's goodwill towards us. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know what I was just remembering when I was preparing for this? I remembered my cell story. You know, Pastor Paul is a very, he's, a, he's established in his cell story. 
we all know his self story. I don't talk about my self story often. But I was also, I experienced self story. The reason why I don't say that ah, is it the husband and wife have self story. So I try to keep quiet. I just face my work. Hallelujah. I was in my final year. And this, this machine is called spectral photometer. Very expensive. It was the only one in my department and it was in my, in my department, in my own group, my unit. We used it the night before, it didn't work. Sake is here, my fellow cellmate. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, we used it that night. I don't think it worked. I don't think we, we worked. We, did, did it work that night? It didn't work. So, we left in, you know, despondency, you know, with projects. You came all night, you, you know, we have revved up to work and it didn't work. So, everybody scattered to their room, went to sleep. The next morning, they called us and said, Spectrophotometer has missed. Ah. Missed Bitibo. We closed the door. We lock it. So I ask, did you lock the door? Did you lock the door? So I asked him, I said, okay. They not only stole it, they stole it with the cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they say organized crime. They stole it with the carton. Not only they steal it with the carton, it's only one door that enters into our department at night. They must have passed there. They're not spirits. But when we go there, they say, hey, we should go and write statements in our, in the uh, police station. So we carried ourselves. We are five. Out of the five of us, three of us were from the same fellowship. <laughs> We got there. They said we should go to the back. Brethren, there's nothing that happens to you that is chance. I wanted to take that. Before that time, my uncle was celebrating his birthday. So I took my friend with me. My mother said, go. I'm not so much of a extended, extended, extended. She just said I should go. So I went. And I took my friend with me. Went there, saw the man, greeted him, left. So, we went to the police station that day. They said we should come and write statements. We didn't know that they went to present the, <laughs> the suspects. That we were the suspect. So we went there innocently from class. We didn't know that the security, UI security that went with us had already written the statement. Saying, I am presenting to you the culprits. These are the people. So the, the guy left. We were in the statement. We were just gisting. We didn't know our fate. When it was evening time, I was like, ah, when are they going to come and collect our... Statement. One policeman did that and I say, statement. Oh, you don't know why you are here. I said, they say we should come and I say, which statement? They written statement that you are the people that stole it. Ah. Is it joke? Is it play? Is it laughter? Is it us? You can imagine the kind of emotion that we pass through your head. So, somehow our classmates found out where we were, came there. They told them we were not there. But you know, Aluta and our students, they shall find out. We are saying, is it not the place? I didn't know the air. They chased them away. 
So as they were leaving, I said, I told my friend, one of my classmates, I said, please help me go to my room. Help me tell my friend that she should help me go and tell my uncle that Nii, Awa. Can you see how, how the link is very loose? So she did. Now, why I say to you that everything about your life, God is orchestrating it. There was a day we were talking about our family. Loosely. And I told her the name of my grandfather. My grandfather. So when they told her, she got to, she went to the place. He was, he was a former attorney general of your state. So he got there. He wasn't at home. They said he's in church. He went, she went to church. And the man doesn't know her. He doesn't even know me very well. Do you understand? I have to explain myself. You know that kind of thing. So she got there and she said, they've arrested his grandniece and it was wondering who, which grandniece. So he started, she started the story. Eh, she calls me Shadi, they call me Moji. You can see. So she said, eh, Moji, eh, Awasibi, you know, we came here the other day. Eh, and the man was like, okay, who, which one? He said, eh, Dupe's daughter. He's like, okay, Dupe, which of the Dupe? Because it's a large family, there are many Dupe's. He now said, the granddaughter of your uncle or your cousin, Debo, immediately he heard it connected. So he came. By that time, they have taken us to where is that place? They moved us from Songo police station to Secretariat police station to remand us for the night. And by the next morning, they will start torture because our lowly. We are the thieves. Do you get what I'm saying? So when they got to got us there, I remember this Paul and Silas story. We were two girls, three boys. So they put us in a, in a cell, myself and my other fr- and my friend. And I said to the devil, I said, I will not give you the benefit of a tear. I would rather praise God. So we started praising God. I was praising God. I mean, I, it, was, it, was, it was strong. Because I've never been in that kind of situation before. If you see all of us, we were, if you are not butter, you are half. Or quarter. Yeah, I was like a quarter butter. But they were some full butter amongst us. Full. Children of expatriates, you know, Nene has never on my expatriates in Nikote Mokonte. She was not looking like this. Do you understand? So we just started praising, and that was how they brought us out to come and eat because we've not eaten since morning. And as we were trying to price rice from Omotomangberes, we sell. That was how my uncle came in, and the rest is history. But what am I trying to say? His grace is always sufficient. Now, God knew that that kind of incidents will happen. And he set up a series of activities that will make sure that when we get there, he will be ready, things will be ready. His grace is available for you. I don't care what you're going through right now. God is God has a good will towards you. He is orchestrating things in your favor. It may not look like that now. It may even look like there are things in passing. But you see, the good will of God. It's not a coincidence. God is systematic about taking care of you. He is structured in his thoughts towards you. He has well laid plans 
that is not, he cannot be intimidated by the economy. I don't care how this economy looks like. You know, I was just remembering when I was in the university and they said Coke was moving from, is it 30 naira to 50 cobalt to 50 cobalt? I went on strike. I said, for what? How can Coke move from 30 cobalt to 50 cobalt? I drink no more Coke. How much is Coke now? I drink Coke. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm trying to say? God's goodwill towards you is not dependent on anybody. He is sovereign and sovereign in his ability. He doesn't need anybody to do good to you. He doesn't need anybody's, you know, recommendation to do good to you. All he needs is the blood of Jesus, which you already have. It is when we are at our wit's end that God's glory and his power is manifested the most. Because at that time, you will give all glory. You know it's not you. You know. You cannot add anything to it. Just like the one I was telling you when I slept and I woke up. I know. I know my ability. I know where my strength is. I know where my limitations are. God's glory will be revealed. Why? Because you are at your wit's end. You will give him glory. It, it, it will be too obvious. They didn't have somebody. And I, it, it wasn't a, a matter of, hey, I'm a Roman person. You are a lady. They beat him black and blue. Put him in the cell like a non, an ordinary person. Was it that after that, the father that was a Roman? Not in no culture. Hallelujah. God's power is available. He's not in short supply. He's not. Don't let anybody fool you. And it's not our weakness that defeats us, but our lack of faith. Believe me. Because God's ability is not dependent on anything. It's not your weakness that defeats you. It's your lack of faith in the sufficiency of God. And how do you not lack, how do you have lack of faith? By worry. Depression. When you are depressed, it is because you have thought, you have, you have looked at God, you have sized God and you see that he is small. Let them give you medical time. They will give you, they will, look, my daughter is a psychologist. And she will make money by God's grace. So if you call it, they will give you name. They will give you, they will do naming ceremony for you. Collect it. If you like. So they will say this one is kidney cochinical syndrome. You collect it. They've added it to your name. So when you bring your card, that's what they will be looking at. Naming ceremony. Hallelujah. Praise God. Then they will be saying something is, after a while, they will not make it acute depression. Suicidal tendency on a person that God has bought with the precious blood of Jesus. It's not your weakness that defeats you, it's your lack of faith. And I'm talking to myself. Because sometimes we hear news that will cut your heart. You will look at the whole horizon. There is no hope. It is bleak. But can you just can you just go on the inside and begin to say, "Well up, 
Let the joy of God well up. Ha ha on the devil. Well up. Ha ha on the devil. Hey. Ha ha. Woo! Glory to God. Well up. Let the joy of God well up in me. It's not our weakness. That's why he said, so I am not defeated by my weakness in verse 10. But delighted because I know you are going down. Just the same way the others went down. You are going to bite the dust. For when I feel my weakness and endure mistreatment, when I'm surrounded with troubles on every side and face persecution, because of my love for Christ, I am made yet stronger. Every challenge you face is because of God. Because if the devil can steal your joy, he will steal your testimony. If he can steal your joy, he will steal your testimony. So everything, I mean, if you go through a situation and you come out and you give glory to God, it will make other people to believe that yes, there is a God that saves. There is a God that heals. There is a God that delivers. There is a God that empowers. So we will never get to a point where we will never, we will not be weak again. Our challenge will come. When you come through one, the devil will bring a senior one. He will bring a senior one. He will bring a senior one. Why? For the name of the Lord to be defamed. Every challenge has two purposes. That it tears you down or it builds you up. It cannot do it. You cannot be in the middle. But God's desire is not for our challenge to destroy us, but to make us stronger. And that's the essence of, of, of testimony. Hallelujah. That it will not tear you down, but it will empower you. It will make you stronger. When you hear the story, the testimony of the person who didn't have womb and became pregnant. And you check your own womb is there. This womb will carry. This will carry. This will carry. It will carry. It will carry. You went to a place and people told you, ah, if you don't have a two-one, you cannot enter, you cannot walk there. And you saw somebody that said, the Lord helped me. I had a third class. We were gisting. They didn't even remember it was third class until I left. You will receive strength. When somebody tells you that policies and procedures were broken on our behalf, you will receive strength. It's supposed to build you up. We're looking at the stories of Paul and Silas today and we're getting encouragement from it. Why? Because challenges are not supposed to tear you down but for the glory of God. So that people coming after you will receive strength. Hallelujah. We read stories about Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego in the Bible. Sometimes God will be looking at you and seeing how far you want to go with him. You ready to go into the fire? Is your faith strong enough to go into the fire? Or you are praying God, you know, when you reach the fire, you just send somebody. Is that how far your faith can go? Or your faith can say all the way. All the way. All of these people that we read about and all the other people that we have met and they've shared their story with us, their story is because of their unflinching faith. 
in the grace of God, even in the face of severe hardship. Will hardship come? Yes. But what is our comfort? His grace is sufficient for us. His grace is sufficient for us. Yesterday, I felt a bit down. And you know, I, was, I, I heard some, some information and my spirit was low. And you know, I said, when I, as, as, as I was getting, as it was like the depression wanted to wear a jacket for me. I said, no. Even me, I'm preaching on the grace tomorrow. Let me be the first partaker of my own medicine. So I just said, Father, your grace is sufficient. I don't know the way out of this. And if you don't help us, Lord, no. The story will not be good, but your grace. 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 That I can just sing. You know that song? I love that Mary Mary song. I just can't give up now. I've come too far from where I started from. Nobody told me the road will be easy, but I know He'll never bring me this far to For there will be mountains that I'll have to climb. Oh, and there will be battles that I will have to fight. But victory or defeat is up to me. Can you hear? It's up to you to decide. Victory or defeat? Not God. Victory or defeat is up to you. God is a neutral person. If you choose victory, he will support you. If you choose defeat, he will say it's okay. But his grace is sufficient. I want you to rise up to your feet. He didn't say that the road will be easy. Because he knows that the devil will not make the road easy. It's not because he said the road will not be easy. He knows the devil will not make the road easy for you. But he's there with you. The shepherd of your soul, he's there with you. Always there. Always there. Always faithful. Always sure. Always there. Father, your grace is sufficient. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your goodwill. Oh, begin to call those things that be not as though they were. Well up. Well up. <laughs> oh, let joy well up. Let joy well up. Where there has been sadness, let joy well up. Let joy well up. Oh, ligadon, setron, baradon, sheteliakadagazata. His grace is sufficient for me. Victory or defeat, I have chosen victory. I choose to side with God. 
I choose to side with God. I choose to side with God. Heads or tail, I win. And I win convincingly to the glory of my Father. Oh, Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. Thank you, Father, for your grace that is available to us in abundant supply. In Jesus' name.